I'm Sam Seitels, and you are listening to The Pillars of Hamilton. My guest this week is Jack Mazio, straight from Mazio Studio, a photography business that's been around since 1946. We talk all about his history in photography, as well as many things Hamilton, as Jack is a true Hamiltonian. Also, next week, be on the lookout as I spoke with Kelly and Kelby from Tales of the Olive in a really awesome conversation. But for now, please welcome my friend, Jack Mazio. You're listening to the Pillars of Hamilton. That's with me, Sam Sidetells, and you want to know what I'm going to give them? Only the finest that Hamilton has to offer. The biggest blueberries you've ever seen, baby. And they're all here, right now. Already a first has happened in this podcast. Never before has, when the intro music is playing, someone is taking photographs of me but uh truly appropriate for my guest today straight from the studios i'm talking about jack mazio what is up my brother i'm here you are here can you do me a favor just move a little bit closer to the mic man thank you for doing this dude how you been okay so i know you because you not only take photos of my students and I've, I'm not saying this for the podcast. I'm not saying this to put you over. I'm saying this because it's the truth. And I tell you this every time. I have never <laughs> seen someone who is so capable of making every single picture of these kids look like they're uh, the cover of a magazine. Well, thank you. It's unreal. Uh, I've never seen anything like it. I've seen a million people break out their stuffed animals and do silly voices and the kids smile and then they look away and hopefully you get one. Yeah. But like you're flawless. (laughs) (laughs) It's almost like you've been doing this a while. A while. (laughs) So what, man, what got you started off in the photography business? Well, that's a question. Uh, Let's see. My dad had a studio and um, I was born into it. And then, uh, in college, I, my, you know, I had to work after school sometimes. Then in college, I got real jobs like construction. Oh, me too. Yeah. It's but fun times, use a, huh? Use a, a pick and a sledgehammer for a couple weeks. Starting to realize that camera yeah. feels a lot better in your hands, huh? Yep, I did it for <laughs> three summers. And then uh, my father offered me the same pay I was getting doing the construction work. So I said, okay, we'll change. Yeah. And what were so, you building, houses? or No, roads. Oh, God. Yeah, road construction. Concrete. Probably, probably not too much shade out there building no, roads. The only years I had tans. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah. I, yeah, I had to, when I was doing construction, it was right out of high school, and I was working on this $6 million mansion on the beach, and oof, it, it was a good eye-opener for what I don't want to do in my life. Yep. All the respect to, yeah, I did, and I'm saying that with nothing but respect to the construction workers of the world. Yeah, it's hard work. Oh my gosh. And sometimes you see the people there and they're like 50s, 60s, and they're still at it. It's like, hey. They're the ones that stand next to the guys using the shovels. That's what they do. Yeah, that's yeah. true. They got they're, seniority, right? They, they point and say, do this. Yeah. So your dad, uh, what kind of photography was he? Was he also doing shots of uh, families like you do? Yeah. Yep. He did all types. Hey, back then, you had uh, view cameras and you had to process your film, load your holders go back into the dark room and make the pictures. You did everything. What kind of camera do you call it? A view camera. A view camera. 
Is that one okay. of those ones where you literally just have to time it just right? Well, yeah, because you only had a few opportunities to take a picture. You had to put your head under the cloth. That type of camera. That's what I learned. Do you ever still break out one of those? No. I haven't used it in 30 years. I feel like people still learn about that, though, when they're they're getting their degrees in photography, right? Like, you kind of have to learn the original basics. Most people have no idea what it is. The oh. Photographers now have no idea what a view camera is. You're talking about the millennials. Yes. There's a lot the millennials yeah, do not know. Yeah. Yeah. So, your dad got you into this business. Uh, is it something that you were pursuing as a kid? Like, did you think, well, what dad's doing is pretty darn cool. I want to do it. Or it's just because the pay was equal. No, uh, at first I didn't want to do it. But then it was fun taking pictures of pretty women. So that's Ow! really, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I was a kid and it was attractive. So it, uh, it was fun. Yeah. That's really what started it off. Just some pretty ladies. And you yeah, got to take well, the photos. It was more fun than digging holes. That's for sure. Touche, my brother. Yeah. Touche. So, but like you are not just your average photographer. And I don't, I'm not just talking about your skills. I'm talking about your passion for it. Uh, usually someone finds their passion because they discover it through an experience or something they saw. And you just kind of got, you just kind of like slipped into this business. But how, however, you are like extremely passionate about it. The, the better I got at photography, the more I loved it. Because you see the results. And the, the better your results are, the more you like it. So take me th through those first days, like uh, starting off with your dad. Like what kind of jobs is Jack Mazio doing? Because to me, like you're a master. So it's hard for me to picture someone like you being someone's go-to boy and all that. So what were those first days, first years those, like? Those first days were over 50 years ago. So you know, it's, <laughs> it's hard to remember. Yeah. I think it was, uh, he gave me a, I, I, I wanted a little camera. I wanted like a 35 millimeter, but no, he handed me a, a four by five view camera. And he, I think he gave me six holders, which gave me 12 pictures. He said, go, go take these pictures. He set the camera for me. I was, I was like 12 or 13. And uh, he said, don't come back until you use them all up. So I walked around and block around the studio, which was on second street then. Took pictures of the train station and a few other things. That's all I remember. I came back and I had to process them and make pictures of them, make photographs. You had to take it to that dark room. Yeah. Well, I started working in a dark room also, you know, when I was younger watching. Uh, my father's assistant, he had an employee, Walden Bell, who had Bellhaven Lake. Uh, he was part of that family. And uh, Walden worked for my dad for like 30 years. So I helped him in the dark room. He would make the pictures and I would do them put them in the chemicals, and when they were done, you move to the next one, to the next one, to the wash. So your dad, was he a passionate photographer as well? Is well, this... after World War II, he went to Antonelli School of Photography in Philadelphia. And that's where he, he became, you know, got his education there. And when he was done being a student, he was an instructor there. And he opened up a studio in town. I don't know where he worked in the beginning, but... Um, he opened the studio up above where Dance Magic is. Okay, right uh, there I mean, Main, uh, Dance Explosion. I'm sorry. By, but Main Street, right? Yes, on Main Street, up, up, above Paul Morris. So is that the original Mazio studio? Yeah, he was there until I was a little kid. I was about two when he moved to Second um, Street. And then we were there for 40 years. And then we moved to where we're at now on uh, Egg Harbor Road in 1995. 
so the the Mazio Studios, because I've heard this is coming from a guy who's still relatively new to the town. Uh, like the stories I hear about Main Street back in the day, they're bad. <laughs> they're, for lack of a better word, uh, they're, they're supposedly it was a pretty rundown place. Was it like rundown? Not then. Not in the fifties. Oh, really? What was no, what was it like back then? All the stores. Uh, it was pretty pretty busy. It was a thriving town, and then I think it was in the early sixties or maybe seventies when business started moving out to the Pike, where the um, Atlanta County office was. That was the Acme. Okay. And there was an Acme there, and then uh, there was no Shoprite back then. No, there was no Shoprite. There was a Shoprite. Uh, wait, that was at the auction. I'm there sorry. Was, what? There was an auction. They're like an like a place where people just did where, auctions. Where the storage is at the Blinker Light on Weymouth Road or in the Carver Road. There was an auction place was a here Hamilton, in Hamilton. Yes, yeah, so there was a Hamilton auction, and then there was a shop right there. It burned down um, right after I got out of high school. Oh man, so what is was, up with things burning down here in Hamilton? Well, it's a Hamilton. It's a tiny town. <laughs> <laughs> No doubt. Like I was talking to, uh, who was I talking to the other day? I was talking to oh, the mayor, the mayor of the town, talking okay. about the bowling alley breaking down, uh, yeah, burning sure. down. I, my father had pictures of that. Yeah. No way. Yeah. And I had, I found uh, somewhere when they remodeled it, the old pictures and then the new pictures of the bowling alley. We got pictures of everything. You everything. Sh- we are, our basement is full of history of Hamilton. Have you ever been able to sell those? I feel like the, I mean, I know that, People write books about Hamilton, and do you ever sell those photos? Usually, or? I give them away. I don't, I don't sell them. Why do you just give them away? Well, because I, I don't know. I'm a nice guy. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> yes, you are, dude. I'd rather someone um, enjoy it than me have to charge for it. I mean, I'm going to charge them for something that's old up in the basement. Yeah. Well, I don't think everyone's a nice guy, so that's pretty cool of you. Yeah. You're you're born and raised Hamilton. So, what are your as someone who's relatively new versus someone who has been here for quite some time? What are your feelings on Hamilton? Because I, I, a lot of people I speak to about that have been to other places and lived in other places. Not saying you haven't been other places; you go all over the place. But but live in other places. Like I, I'm from Florida, St. Louis, New York City, and then I came here and I realized this is the place to raise my family. Like this is the place. But for someone born and raised like you. Like, how do you see this town through your eyes? Well, I, when I meet a stranger and ask me where I'm from, I tell them Hamilton is the center of the universe. That's where it starts, and then the universe spreads from there. So some people would say New York City, but you say... No, New York City is an armpit. Hamilton, <laughs> Hamilton is, is a, a wonderful place to raise kids. I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't live anywhere else in New Jersey. Yeah. So. Yeah. Were you, did your parents... Were your parents born and raised here as well? My dad was. Yeah. My mother was from Marlton. Okay. So you would never go anywhere else? No. I definitely wouldn't go back to Marlton. I was <laughs> I was born in Hamilton at the Esposito home, like a lot of uh, people my age. You know where that is? No. I know the name <laughs> Esposito because, I mean, yeah. Okay. Across from Action Auto, there's the auto auction there. I know. I know that okay. place. Behind that building was the Esposito home. Dr. Esposito, I guess he, I, it was sort of a, a, a birthing center. I, I don't know. I, mean, I was little when I was born there. But, you don't uh, remember that, huh? I don't remember. I remember my sister being born there, though. How I was, old were you? 
Um, six. You remember that? Yeah. Yeah, because I remember my dad bringing us there and my mother's holding the baby to the window. Is that like your earliest memory? Mm, no, but I mean, I remember that. Yeah, because I, I, I have four kids and sometimes, uh, well, sometimes, the two times my older kids have watched uh, well, they don't watch the birth, obviously, but they come in once the baby's born. And, you know, the first time when Ashton was born, he's three now. I, that was the first time that I looked, saw a look on Jaden, my oldest, uh, on his face. And it was almost like in that instant of seeing his newborn baby brother, he grew up a little bit. Like mm-hmm. he kind of like got it that like, oh, there's this little person and I got to grow up a little bit because I'm the big brother. There you go. Yeah. So. What about your family? Are they sticking around or are they also, are they moving on? My family? Like your kids? You have kids, right? Mm-hmm. I have uh, two boys and uh, a girl. They're all grown. And they, uh, Michael lives, the youngest one, he lives in um, Janet's, my wife's parents' house in Cedarbrook. Okay. But, but he's in Hamilton all the time. So, Are any of them becoming a third generation? Michael helps me with photographs. Uh, Deanna helps me with photographs. Deanna does uh, children when I went with photographing children. She does that. Oh, she helps with the kids? Yes. You are uh, shockingly good. For someone who's never worked in uh, child care, you are like shockingly good. It's yes. just perfect for what yeah, you're doing. I've been doing it a long time. You know, it's funny with kids because, like, you know, it with the Reed kids, um, you have seconds to form a relationship instantly because the kid is either going to like you or not and you have to not be intimidating to them to get good expressions because they're only in front of me for what a minute two minutes so i'm taking their pictures right and you, you have to get a good expression they don't know me i'm a stranger yes so i have to they have to have a relationship with me real quick yeah, it's not like you can build a relationship no. and then take the picture. No. Your relationship is that one minute yep. before the picture. How Have you always been good with this, or did this take a real learning curve? I don't know. It seems like I've always had it. Really? Because, man, I'm telling you, Jack Mazio, sometimes in my former schools, like I'm putting you over every time you come and take pictures. I know you're probably tired of hearing of it because I'm always like, how do you do this? This is incredible. It's only based, if you were the first guy I'd ever seen, I'd be like, okay, this must be what it is. (laughs) But man, I have been seeing yearbook photographer after yearbook. And oh, and I I mean this not with hate in my heart. I mean it with just honesty. Sometimes it is painful to watch. You know, these grown men, like I can, I'm a grown man who can be as silly as can be and feel totally comfortable with it because it's just what I do. But then I see these other guys and they're breaking out the stuffed animals and the fire trucks and I can just see the expression on their face. It's almost like their soul is being sucked from their body during these moments. On the other side, there's you who doesn't really do, I mean, you'll do a little bit of the stuffed animal thing. But you got your tricks. It's your tricks that really seem to to, to make the photo work. Uh, you, you just seem to know how to get them in that moment and then take that photo right when you need to. Well, I always look at it this way. The, kid, the children aren't stupid. They're just young. They know what's going on. Yes. They, they know. And sometimes they know more than what we know that they, we think they know. And that's why I treat them that way. Yeah. Yeah, that is a misconception, yeah. right? That people want to talk down to the kids. You know, it's like uh, Mr. Rogers always said, you know, it's just uh, kids want to learn. They want to be heard. They want to converse. You just have to take the time to 
do it at their level. Yeah. Not dumb it down, but you know, there's things they understand. There's things they don't understand. And if you can figure that out, you can uh, form a really positive relationship with the child. Yeah. Uh, I've been doing it for years. It's like, it's, it's my craft and I'm just very impressed with what you can do. But so, but that's not all you do when it comes to photography. It works at all ages too. I mean, cause you know, I deal with little league kids and I deal with teenagers and high school kids and it's all the same. I have to, you have to have that same rapport. Wait, do you do the same tricks with adults as you do with uh, the kids? Sometimes. <laughs> Sometimes I have little things. I always say, um, whatever it takes, <laughs> whatever it takes, that's what you do. And you, there's a, a line there where you don't cross, but uh, you know, whatever it takes to get them. Get a good expression. I use your techniques now, man. And uh, I'm not on any kind of good level, but at <laughs> least I can get a kid to smile and look yeah. at a camera. You know, what do you say? You say, suck in your belly. Um, and no, you know what the biggest trick I learned from you is? Oh, Jack Mazio, is that your phone? Oh, I'm sorry. How dare you? How dare you? Hope it's not an emergency. It's the wife. Oh. She's getting, out of, she's getting out of the hospital and she calls me to let me know she's okay. Oh, even after all these years? Tell her I said hi. Oh, yeah, pick it up. You there, Jen? Hey, hi. I just let you know I'm on my own. Okay, I'm at Sam's on the, on the podcast. So. <laughs> She's welcome yeah. to stop by if she wants to say hi. <laughs> hey, she said hi. Hey. <laughs> All right. Thanks, babe. Bye-bye. Still call her babe. How long have you guys been married? Oh, 47 and a half years. 47 and a half years. Dude, when you talk about your wife... You guys seem like you're almost still in a honeymoon phase. Always. I know this podcast is about photography, but <laughs> sir, if you've got some advice to drop on us young gentlemen, please. No, that's, well, it's like getting into that. <laughs> okay. Oh, you're not going to give me your tips? Only on photography, not, huh? Not with the microphone in front of me. Okay. <laughs> another touche, another touche. No, I, we're, she's, we're leaving the hospital, and it's a large parking lot. I'll make her call me just to make sure she's okay. You know, uh, anything could happen up in Marlton there where she, where she works. Is it a dangerous area? It's always, anywhere is a dangerous area. But, you know, she, she's... It's it's a really large parking lot, mm. and uh, anything can happen. True, they've yeah. had instances there where you know some of the nurses were bothered, but uh, you know I try to listen to or get to the car. Well, I got a daughter now, so hearing yep. stuff like that yep. takes on a whole new meaning once you got a little girl. Yep, you know, you know, so you ended up moving your place again, right? Where are you located now? Uh, 111 Egg Harbor, South Egg Harbor Road. All right. And and why, why did you move that? I mean, it's a great place. Well, we had we outgrew the other place. We were there so long. And um, I had a, a second location in Egg Harbor. And you probably don't know about that because I closed it 25 years ago. You had two, had locations? two locations? Why yeah. would you have two locations? Well, because I had to, we, we did a lot of work. You know, I, had, I pulled a partner in. We needed more money, so we had another location. We had uh, 13 employees, nine photographers. Did Ooh, a lot of work. It's a lot, lot to manage. Lot, yes, it was. As the owner of a business, that sounds like a lot to manage. I was younger. Yeah. So, <laughs> easier. Yeah, yeah, yeah do I, it while you're young, I, right? I couldn't do that again, no. No. Too much. Yeah. So you've uh, not only photo uh, photographed people here in town, like I know that you, you have a little uh, bit of work you've done with celebrities, right? 
little bit. Yeah. What what kind of celebrities have you been taking photographs of? Yeah, uh, we did Rip Taylor once. Did um, well, Kid Rock. We did that. You got the kid, the huh? Kid Rock. That was uh, thanks to Christian Innie. He got that gig for us out in Vegas. What were you doing for Kid Rock? I was his photographer My name for the weekend. Is kid. I saw him in concert <laughs> once. He brings the thunder. He's a nice guy. Is he a nice guy quiet, in real life? Nice guy. Yeah, quiet. Wait, what? Quiet. Yeah, and off stage. Yeah, because on stage, I mean, on he stage brings he's it. He's a maniac, which is great. Because if you're a quiet guy on stage, nobody's going to go see you unless you're Rod, uh, James Taylor. Yeah, it's... But Kid Rock, he puts a great show on. As someone who, who likes put it on a show myself, sometimes I see these people who are just incredible musicians, incredible, you know, whatever their talent is, but if they don't bring it on stage, no one's going to pay attention. Yeah. In private, he was just a real nice guy. You go backstage and take photos? Is that what it was oh, about? Privately, yeah. 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 What'd you talk about with Kid Rock? The pictures that we were doing. <laughs> <laughs> there was. It's a long story. Yeah. Yeah. You don't want to spend twenty minutes on that. One. Well, I got all the time in the world, but <laughs> but we could move on. Like so, so you got those two. Anyone else? Not mm, that I could think of offhand. Yeah. So I don't. So you do governors that. and stuff like that. Yeah, I've done the governors. So between you, I do, wouldn't want to do this one, but it's okay. Oh, oh, you're not. <laughs> you, wait a minute. Wait, hold on. Are you the only guy in the world who's not a fan? Oh, I, I guess I am. I don't know. Are you? You're really. Uh, he's been really, really tough on businesses. Yes, has he, he has. not? Yes, he has. Yeah, I, I saw you have a little sign uh, posted <laughs> on the front of your building, and I can't remember what it said, but it, it had yeah. something. There was no love in that letter. Yeah, it says King Murphy of New Jersey. That's all. King <laughs> Murphy of New Jersey. When is the reelection happening? Too soon. Not <laughs> yeah, soon enough. Uh, yeah, not soon enough. Right. Yeah, it's it's. But at the same time. I mean, I don't know if any of the uh, people in the government have been ready for what's happened over the last year. It's a rough year. Yeah. I don't know. Has your business been affected? Everybody's is. I'm sure everybody's is. Ours is. Yeah. Yours was. Mine was yeah. immensely impacted yeah. on many levels. I know. I, I see it. Yeah. Yeah. But we're doing okay, though. Are you guys doing okay? We're hanging in. Cool. All right. So you do, like, you do the kids. You do, I'm sure you do weddings. Do you have... A particular type of photograph that you enjoy doing the most like do you get ever do you ever get booked for a gig and you're like yes this is the one this is what i like to do i know I, you love it all but i like doing high school seniors i like doing it i was not I expecting really, that answer yeah no i do i really like it what about it um they want to look good and they cooperate and they do whatever you want them to do 99 percent of the time and um the results I get are great. I'm happy with them. They're happy with them. Does the feedback mean a lot to you as well? Oh, yeah. Even after all these years, you still still oh, love yeah. the positive feedback. Yeah. I, 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 everybody loves their pictures. It's all you can tell you. Yeah. yeah. When they love them, you know, it makes me feel good. It does make you I'm feel good. I'm doing something nice for them, something that's going to be for their future. It's got to be it. a pretty <clears throat> rewarding profession. It is. Yeah. Because I'm starting with... Nothing, and you create something. It's like painting a picture, only it's quicker doing photographs. Yeah, I used to paint. That was in college. Wait, you are so. you are a painter? Yeah, since I picked up a camera, I haven't painted anything. You just love the arts, huh? Yeah, yeah. Me too. My me daughter, too. my daughter's good. She's a painter as well. She can do anything. She can give her a pile of clay, and she'll make anything. Just, it's just jack of all trades when it comes yeah, to that she's stuff. Good. 
Right on. So I see you've got a lot of awards. You've been around forever. Uh, I got more to talk about with you. We got to take a real quick commercial break. We will be right back, people. Hey, guys, it's me, Sam. I have two things to drop on you right now. First of all, do you want your kids to have the best summer ever? Of course you do. Well, there's only way you can provide that for them, and that is through an awesome summer camp experience. The swimming, the sports, the outdoor play, and being together with their best buds. Sign up for Camp Tuscaloosa is open right now, so get on that. Also, if you haven't heard by now, I have a new show with my friend named Dan Morrow. It's called The Nostalgia Cafe. We're interviewing celebrities and talking about all your favorite things from your childhood. It can be found on Spotify, iTunes, and anywhere you find your podcast. So check out The Nostalgia Cafe. All right. You want to talk about other stuff. No, I don't. So we're back. And Jack Mazio is telling me he has the most amazing story of how he met his wife. And now he's not willing to tell it. Jack, come on, man. You can't just give me that and not not bring it. Let's do it. Do it, do it, do it, do it. Um, Okay, how can I tell this? Okay. I was a senior in high school. And um, a friend of mine in my class had a cousin that said... um, he was trying to fix me up on this cousin. So I said, uh, you know, Gaten, we're friends, but any relative of yours, I really don't want to know. Oh, because, snap. Yeah, he goes, yeah, I have this a cousin, but her dad's real strict and all this stuff. And and I said, okay, well, that's all right. Thanks anyway. So then I had a cousin that um, went to Canman Catholic, and she said, I have a girlfriend that I'd like to fix you up with. I said, all right, fix me up. So she said, all right, we'll meet at Pine Hill which was a ski mountain where Trump's golf course is. Oh, that's, that your, that's your jam, skiing. We can talk about that later, yeah, but yeah. yeah. I was just learning back then. So I said, well, set it up, and we'll, you know, I'll meet you there. I go there with a friend of mine and my cousin. I can't find her. Here, she broke her leg the first time down the mountain, <sighs> and it took her off in a toboggan. So whoever I was supposed to meet that night was gone with her. <laughs> so then another friend of mine said, um, I have uh, my girlfriend's, has a friend that she wants to hook you up with. I said, okay, set it up. Man, everyone wanted to hook you up, Jeff. I know, I know. It's the face. It's that face of yours, man. (laughs) (laughs) So it was supposed to meet in Wildwood. So we go there in Wildwood, and the girl I was supposed to meet wasn't there, so I was with another person. So then Bucky Soy called me up one night. He said, we were were bored. He goes, let's go to this dance in Berlin. Back then in the 60s. Uh, DJs from Philadelphia would come down and play at Mount Carmel School. So we went there. We're the only two guys from Hamilton, 400 other people, and we're looking around. We knew nobody except there's one girl that I recognized who was my cousin's sister-in-law. So she was with a whole bunch of girls, so we hung around with them for that night. Then the next week, of course, we told our friends and then there were 12 of us there the following week. And, of course, there was a turmoil between the two towns. Let's just put it that way. Between Hamilton and... And Berlin guys. Was this a sports thing or... No, it was just, just a power thing, you know, because we were invading their turf. Oh, it was a turf yeah, battle. Yeah, turf thing. <laughs> Berlin and Hamilton, it was like oil and water. So. I don't know if turf battles happen anymore nowadays. No, I don't, I don't know. Everyone's Did connected then. with the internet Did and what then. have you. So um, I was removed from the dance that night. 
<laughs> so I'm going to put it that way. By the authorities. By the authorities, yeah. Jack Mazio. I was. I was ornery. <laughs> so anyway, Janet was one of those girls that was in the group with the girl that I knew. And that's how we met. We, we you know, happened to go there another week or so. And then uh, after we started going out, then uh, I found out that she was the guy in my class's cousin. It was my cousin's girlfriend, and the girl was supposed to meet in wild, but it was all the same. It was all Janet. No way. All three different people. So then yeah, we're still here. Did this girl know? Did no. this girl, did your wife have any idea she was no. being, trying to be set up by three different people no. for just you? She didn't know it. I didn't know. Nobody told me her name, and nobody ever told her my name. And we met on our own. But everyone knew that this was the match yeah, to make. Yeah. They seem to be right. Two gloves. <laughs> Two gloves? Yeah, they got together. Oh, okay. I've never heard that one. No, no. I've heard it. just came like up with that one. Okay, well, let's make it a thing. Two gloves, yeah, people. So I took it in my senior prom, and we've been together ever since. Wait, so you guys are high school sweethearts? Yeah, but from different schools. Different high schools, yeah. but wow. Wow, and uh, never dated. All right, here we go. Yeah. Oh, oh. She wasn't allowed to go to St. Jude's. She lived in Cedarbrook. This is now the whole world's going to know this, Sam. All right, break she it out. She wasn't man. allowed to go to, to St. Joe's because her father didn't want her to marry a Sigi from Hamilton. A what? A Sicilian. <laughs> That's me. What did you call it? A Sigi? I've never Sigilian. heard that term. You never heard Sicilian? No, man. Yeah, that's a Sigi. Yeah. From, S- from Sicily. I'm learning all kinds of Italian <laughs> stuff since I've moved here, but that's a new one. But uh, you guys had a bad rap? I I guess. Yeah, I, I, I guess amongst some, so, but I guess. amongst some crowds, I, yeah. I, I guess. Yeah, her father was Italian, and you know, he was from Cedarbrook, and the same thing with the Hamden guys. You know, they just didn't mix. And you also said earlier in the story that when they were trying to hook you up with this girl, she had a dad who was a pretty tough guy. Yes, he was. The toughest little guy I ever knew. The toughest little guy? Oh, my God. He was strong. <laughs> He's a carpenter. He had hands that were like rocks. Oh, it's a different kind of strength, right? Yeah, They'll oh, just yeah. grip you and uh, put and on had, the claw. Had a lot of guns. He's a hunter. Oh, that's scary. <laughs> Every corner of the house had a gun. I so guns and a killer grip. Man, mm-hmm. you must have had some intimidation going on. I did. I was afraid of him. He was only six, seven inches shorter than me. Six or seven inches, man. <laughs> but man, the, my, the mind yep. is a powerful thing. I had a lot of respect for him. Yeah. Is he still around? No, he died about 12 years ago. So did he ever accept Jack Mazia? Oh, yeah. yeah. What did it take? He knew I treated his daughter right. A Sigi was was treating her right. Yep. Took care of her. Was that important to her that you won over her father? Oh, yeah. Important to me, too. Good for you. Oh, God, I hope that's whoever my daughter ends up dating in the far distant future. They better want to earn my respect, along with the little crew that I have also. Because there's three boys who are going to have to worry. You got the boys to take care of her. Yeah, I think she's going to be have to worry about too much protection (laughs) because uh, we don't play. (laughs) Not when it comes to that little angel. Yeah, you're training him already. I sure am. (laughs) My son Jaden, he's like a little ninja, and Casey had his little setback with diabetes, but he's going to be back in fighting shape in no time. Yeah, so that's it, huh? That's the story. Most of it, yeah. Yeah, the mom, did, did you go over yeah, well with the she, mom? Yeah, she was good. Yeah. They had a big family. Very cool. Very big family. She had eight brothers. She was one of eight. My father-in-law was one of seven. Whoa. 
See, we had big families. Both yeah, of us. back then uh, a big family is different than what. Like nowadays, I think I am someone who has a big family. Yeah. But back then, I was just like a family. My mother was the youngest of sixteen kids. Sixteen kids. Ten How boys, does that even happen? Ten well, boys and six girls. Yeah. So I have forty-five first cousins on my mother's side. Holy We're big families. Crap, holy. We had five hundred people at our wedding. Really? Do you like know everyone's name? Mm-hmm. You do. Oh yeah. Yeah, well, you're a very personable guy, but I think I, and uh, so am I to some degree. But man, if I had to go to family functions and I knew there was 500 people there, <laughs> whoo, I would have some anxiety. Yeah, yeah, a long time ago. So, does your wife ever like in uh, the professional photographs? She's my favorite model. Oh, dude, no wonder you guys are still in the honeymoon phase. Yeah. You're true romantic. Absolutely. There is a photo. So you go into, if you haven't been to Mazio Studios, uh, you go in and and it's just wall to wall with beautiful photos. Uh, But the very first photo you see when you walk in there is lovely Mrs. uh, Mazio. Janet. Janet. In in Aruba, yeah. Yeah, she looks beautiful. She is. Yeah. Inside too. Yeah. And so are you, brother. (laughs) Jack, so... I do see all those photos, and I know you've worked probably countless hours. Do you have photos over the years, or even a photo, that you would consider to be a culmination of your life's work, or just a favorite photo, just something that's extremely special to you, and not just because of sentimental values like the person you photographed, but because the photo turned out exactly how you would want it? One? No, it's too many. I mean, how many photos have you taken over the years? Oh, millions. You think millions yeah, at millions. this point? Millions is underestimation. Millions. Yeah. I did millions when there was, was film. So, and it's a lot more now with digital. Yeah. So what's the process? Well, I went, went to Taos, New Mexico. And for, we were there for six days. I did 2,400 pictures. Just, just vacation pictures. Now, does Janet ever say? Yes. Yeah, she does, doesn't yeah, she? Put, put the camera that down. Damn camera yeah, away. You've got enough of me. Uh, and I said, I don't have enough of you ever. So even when you're not getting paid, you still love taking the photos. Right here? He, yeah, so he has a Canon, right? What do we have here? That's a little point and shoot. That's what I put in my pocket. I carry it with me. Yeah. So you're never without camera. Usually. Where do you end up putting all these things after a while, Jack? I don't know. I mean, you don't have two studios anymore. Where, where can you possibly fit all these photos? Digital takes up a lot less room. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah, you have that huge setup uh, at the front desk where uh, your front desk girl, what's her name? She is such Linda. a sweetheart. Linda? Linda, shout out to you, Linda. Yeah, when I come to your studio, she makes me feel at home. Yeah, she's been there 37 years. Has she? Linda loves that photo of that half-naked man up by you. <laughs> what is that dude? That dude is just laying on a tiger. Yeah. <laughs> and he is jacked. Yeah. He's, uh, he's always going to be there. So. Yeah. And he's got, that's the oldest picture in there. I think it's like uh, 15 years old. Oh, maybe, really? Maybe 20. I didn't speak. That was with film. Hmm. Yeah. Do you have a preference? Like, do you sometimes miss the old school way of doing it? Or are you like, thank God that's over and I can do this? Uh, digital's a lot faster. Yeah. It's more work, but it's faster. And you get a lot more variety. Wait, I, I would have never guessed that it's more work. How would digital that's more work. be more work than, uh, what do you call it, print or film? Well, film, we used to take the picture and send it out and come back photographs. Now we got to do everything 
the retouching, cropping, color correction. Oh, yeah. oh, I didn't think about that. Yeah. You know, I kind—I don't know about you, but I kind of miss that. Like, I like taking my photos on my phone and putting it out to Facebook and, and sharing it. But man, there was something about like those summer camp days where I would take photos of my friends or just uh, my friends and I, like I wanted to be a pro wrestler ever since I was a kid. So we'd be jumping off of the stuff and trying. But the thing is, you couldn't see that photo. Right. So I'd take it to, to Walgreens. Yeah, you had to wait. You had to take it to Walgreens, pay a little extra so you can have it in an hour. And then you leaf through this little packet of photos and maybe there's two in there that you're like, yes, yes, yeah. those are the ones. Yeah. I kind of miss that. You probably don't because you have to take a lot more photos than me. I do. Yeah. 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 I don't miss it. I don't miss it. I don't miss being in a dark room. I, I've spent. You don't. No. You have no nostalgia feelings yeah. when you think about a dark room. It was uh, relaxing. It was slow and it stunk because chemicals, chemicals oh. stunk. Yeah. Oh. So. It smelled like rotten eggs, some of them. Oh, really? That yeah. sulfury kind of mm -hmm. thing? Yeah. Toner was the worst. When you made it brown and white, it sepia. Oh. That was the worst. Because you made it black and white, and you stuck it in another chemical to make it brown and white. Wow. Yeah. Now I could do it in two clicks with a button. Yeah, I just changed the filter, huh? Mm -hmm. Wow. So you, uh, you're very accomplished, and not only uh, through your business, uh, per se, but people in the photography world have recognized you. Uh, let me just see what I what I've dug up through my research of Jack Mazio. Um, I'm not sure if I'm going to find all of the uh, the accolades, but I, I like this one in particular. You own the title of Master of Photography. I do. <laughs> How does one become Master of Photography? Well, you have to enter photographs in the competitions, get X amount of blue ribbons. Um, lecture, teach. You had to give a lecture. Oh yeah, I had to do that many times. Oh, I also I also started teaching in Stockton uh, for two years, and then last year everything got shut down with you know pandemic. So you're a mentor. Yeah, I love it. That's that's fun. I love teaching. Oh, I can tell by your voice, and uh -huh. uh, obviously with what I love, that that means a lot to me. Tell me about it. Like, what kind of stuff are you doing to mentor the kids? Um, well, mostly adults. And there's very few kids, and most of them are between, I'd say, the late 20s into the 50s and maybe 60s. Oh. People who, you know, buy cameras, don't know how to use them, and they'll take the beginner class, and then there's the intermediate and advanced class. And are these aspiring photographers, or these are just people who want to take good photos? Some. Some are aspiring. Some uh, have businesses, and one just, most of them want to learn how to take pictures huh. and don't know how to do it. And I explained... The basics of photography, how it actually works. You know, not just set your camera on automatic. You can set your camera on automatic after you understand how it works, but that's not understanding by just setting the camera on automatic. Did you have to relearn a lot as we came into the digital age, or was it still yeah. pretty similar? Yep. Yeah. Learn how to use the cameras and what it did. So... Is it like completely different settings and... No, the settings are the same. Settings are the same. Yeah. yeah. So it's just learning, I don't know, how to well, down. It's understanding f-stops, shutter speeds, you know, the relationship, how they work and work out with each other. So when <laughs> I'm with you in Mazio Studios, which I've been several times, and ladies and gentlemen, if you have not seen the photo of my son Jaden Byrne flying through the air <laughs> in, in what we call a, in professional wrestling, 
a plancha. As my son is giving me a plancha, Jack Mazio captures him midair. And then two minutes later, he's capturing me alongside with my wife sitting there. So for each one of these photos, are you changing settings and constantly doing all, all like changing it up so that fits whatever it is you're trying to photograph or in the studio, I try to keep a standard, the, the lighting, the same, um, the shutter speeds, the same. Sometimes I vary it, but most of the time I have to keep a, a certain standard to keep the quality. The lights or the distance or that you're set determines your F stop. So, um, to catch something like him jumping, I can't go, changing an f-stop real quick or changing the shutter speed. You got to be ready to do it because he did that in an instant. Wasn't he standing on a bench and he jumped off? Yeah, you, but you didn't get the bench in the photo. It just right. kind of looks like he's, he's, he's flying. Excuse me, flying across. <laughs> the way you shot it was perfect, and boy, did I get some fun feedback on that one. And yeah. it kind of, I mean, this was before COVID, but it was leading to something else. You remember you made me a little uh, a deal that one day we can come by, me and some friends. And oh, yeah. Do some, right. I forgot that. Sure. Anytime. My yeah. friends who are listening... If you're not, if you are willing to take a few bumps and bruises for the sake of art, I would love to do a professional wrestling photo shoot with Jack Mazio. So go to a ring if you have a ring. I would go there too. Oh gosh, it'd be nice to find a yeah. ring around here. See, I've been out of the scene for a while, but if I searched hard enough, I would find one. That'd be fun. I oh. love doing fun things. But let me tell you something, Jack. With the way your studio set up and just anywhere in town, we could put together some good shots without a okay. ring. Oh, 100%. Okay. Yeah. You still down? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> 100%. All right. I, I that, that would be like a dream come true for me. I don't know if I still got it, though. Sometimes I'm doing like little movements I used to do, and I'm like, oh, that doesn't feel the same. So I better get these photos while I still have a chance, you know? And right now I have, from what I understand, the largest studio in South Jersey. Oh, is that right? Yeah. Yeah, because it's 5,000 square feet, the building. I can't believe that's the yeah. largest one in yeah. South Jersey. Yeah, everybody else closed up. <laughs> Another one of my just friends the, is going from a large studio to a small one. I, I talked to him two days ago. Just this year? They're all closing up? Uh, yeah. That may hit everybody. Yeah. And then we do a lot of sports and weddings and stuff. And they just do, you go to, do you go to Little League stuff around oh, yeah. town? Yeah. I love, I love it. I watch the kids grow. I started doing Little League, uh, let me see, about 36 or 7 years ago. So all those kids that were 15 then are in their 50s now. So, Wow. You know, it's funny. I've noticed during this interview, <clears throat> there's certain things I mention or that you mentioned where you get this like glow in your uh, eye when you start to talk about it. So uh, so one of those was working with the kids. Another one was uh, doing the high schoolers. Yeah. Uh, is there anything else that gives you that, that little pep like, yes, I get to do this today? I don't know. No, I don't know. I would just have to bring it up, and that that would be that would bring yeah, it up. We'll see, to you. we'll see how I react to it. You must, yeah. You you must you must like do such a wide variety of things. I do. Yeah, never bored. Never ever bored. Come on, man. No, doing those school photos. I'm I'm saying this. This is my own business, but I gotta know. You're taking pictures of like 50 kids. You're not bored. You're not no, like. No. I mean, I guess that would. Everyone's be. different. Every kid is different. Every kid that sits in front of me, you know, I may push the button, but then the next day I'm doing something different. That afternoon, I might be doing something different. I go everywhere. This year was a little quieter because, but I, I mean, I photographed executives from some of the largest companies in, the, in around here, you know, electric companies, gas companies. I do all the presidents and stuff like that. Do government officials? I've done a lot of stuff. Yeah, yeah, you. It's do. fun. I met a lot of people. 
Do you ever get people, any of the local, because there's a lot of photographers around town. Do they ever, but like, you're the vet. Like, do they ever come to you for advice? Other uh, photographers? Yeah. Sometimes. Yeah. Yeah, not the local ones, because they didn't want to ask me, but uh, from all around. Oh, they totally yeah. should. No, I have I have guys stop in the studio all the time like for, that I've known for years. Yeah, if I, if I decided to be a photographer, you'd be the guy to go to. I mean, I know some really great photographers, like my friend John Bradley. He, he does some great work. There's a lot of people who do. But you, you are clearly the wizard of the bunch. Like, uh, you're the vet. Experience. You're the wizard. Experience it's goes a long experience. way, right? Yeah, yeah. Any, anything you could think of. I, I've seen it. Um, I always tell people, you know, when you're talk, talking about cameras and stuff like that, I said, if, if, you've, if you've got it, I've, I've had it, and I've broken it. So, uh, <laughs> you know, anything could happen. Like, don't put your camera on a table because it could fall off. Your camera is literally on a table right now. Well, that's a little one. This one. Okay. <laughs> so that one could no, fall, big, no problem. Yeah, that, that's okay. So where but do you put it? You put just... it on the floor. It can't fall off the floor. When, all my, when we're doing a wedding, you know, my, my photographers are with me. Put the camera on the floor. Don't put it on a table because it can't fall off the floor. Oh, real Because good. I've done that. <laughs> so, Experience, I, man. I, I try to pass that on. I mean, I remember being at St. Joe's and, um, years ago, and we had uh, flashes that had a cable attached to a battery on your hip. These were big, big flashes. So I put the camera down, and I walked across the room, and I didn't unplug it. And when I walked across the room, the camera hit the floor, and it exploded. I never saw so many parts of a camera. Oh, yeah, no. it was great. <laughs> and what did you do? Uh, my mouth dropped, and I had to go get another camera out of the car. Okay, so, so you had bonus camera. I always carry extra. You have half <laughs> Always got to, you never know when it's going to drop yeah. to the floor. Yep. Wow. Do you ever do video too, or is it just strictly? Nope, no video. No interest in that. No. I'd be nice, but you can't do everything well. I yeah. do one thing well. You know, if I did video, it would be like mediocre. Mm. Yeah, might as well stick to what you're the yeah. master of. Yeah, I like stills. Yeah. You, can put a, you can put a picture on a wall. You can't put a video on a wall. You're, you're very right about that. Yeah, yeah. Even, even like weddings videos, most people... Isn't that funny? I know what you're going to say. They watch it themselves. People, if you come over my house to watch my wedding videos, you're going to be bored. <laughs> so yeah, you may watch it. Some, Some of them are good. Some of them are, but you're going to watch it once. Yeah, that's for you're sure. You're not going to go watch it again. But if you put a portrait on the wall, you see it, it lasts there for years. Some of the materials, right? Yeah. Some of the materials now will last you a lifetime, oh, right? Yeah. yeah, materials are good now. Yeah. In the old days, and there was a period in the 80s where Kodak made a mistake, and they all faded out within about 10 or 15 years. Oh, that's that's really quick. Yeah, it was. It was quick. Yeah. But photos nowadays, they, they'll... they'll, they'll they last a long time. <clears throat> wow. So much advancement's been happening just in, like, the last 20 years. Yeah. Well, the inks, if you use digital, some of the last 100 years. Yeah. So you do have really good advice. Like, uh, for the average human who, who just maybe wants to take to up their photograph game. If you were just to give like one or two tips that like you, you go around, you see people, everyone's taking photos nowadays. Do you ever see people and they're like, ah, oh, they only knew this. Their photos would be 10 times better. I might be asking this for my own personal advice because my photos are garbage. So uh, like, uh, what are some tricks, man? Wait, are you using a camera or are you using a phone? I'm using a phone. There you go. <laughs> So you're saying that if I use a camera, a you camera takes better pictures? Be better pictures than your phone. Dude, aren't there some phones nowadays that... Yeah, but they're not going to... You don't have shutter speeds. If somebody's running across like horizontally and you can't freeze that action, you may... 
It may almost be clear, but it's not going to be sharp. What do you mean by shutter speed? So you're so <coughs> someone's running. I think of shutter like boom, 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 like you're taking many photos, but that's not what's happening. Well, right? the shutter the shutter is the amount of time that the lens is open. Oh, so, and so for a, a, a quick action, does that mean a quick? A quicker shutter freezes the action. If you're doing a scenic, that makes sense. Yeah, if you're doing a scenic, it really doesn't matter that much unless you're you know hand holding it. You could use the longer shutter speed for a scenic. But if you're taking football pictures, you have to be the 500th or 1,000th or 2,000th of a second to freeze the action. Yeah, I guess if it's if it's open too <clears> long, <throat> you start to get that blur, huh? Yeah, you would get a blur. Oh, I'm, I'm I mean, right. if I'm doing baseball and I want to freeze the baseball, you can see the stitching on the ball sometimes if you use the right shutter speed. Oh, that must be such a good feeling when it you is. get that shot. Yeah, like right before it hits the catcher's glove and you got the ball right there. Yeah, a good action yeah. shot. God, Hard. where were you during my pro wrestling days? <laughs> God, that would have been I was great. in Hamilton. That's where I was. Oh, you were? Oh, see, that's what I was missing out on. Yeah. You know, I'm doing a, another podcast nowadays called... Um, the Nostalgia Cafe, and we've been talking to celebrities and stuff. And if we ever actually get one to come into the studio, I am calling you. Okay, I need you to capture that. We got to speak to some cool people recently. We spoke to you know Mr. McFeely, the mailman from uh, Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood. The real one? Yeah, really. We spoke to dude. It's on now. We spoke to him for an hour. We couldn't get okay. him to stop talking. He was fantastic. Where's he from? Philadelphia, I want to say. Maybe Pittsburgh, actually. Okay. I think he said Pittsburgh. He's the, the speedy delivery guy is actually sending us a speedy delivery this week of autographs and all that stuff. Nicest guy in the world. Just how you would expect someone from Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood. And I don't know if you know um, Catherine Mary Stewart. She was uh, in The Last Starfighter, uh, Weekend at Bernie's. Uh, none of these ringing a bell? Weekend at Bernie's? Weekend at Bernie's, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Last Starfighter. That was with the, the, uh, the video game. That's right, man. That's her. There was the, the star or the girl, that the woman, the young girl that was in the movie. You mean the one that I interviewed this week, Catherine Mary Stewart? The main girl. There was another girl in it. She was a photographer from New Jersey. She passed away, though. That's definitely not Catherine Mary no, Stewart. Not, no, it's somebody else then. Okay, so you knew someone from that movie. Yeah. It's a great movie. Yeah, she was a great photographer, too. Yeah, uh, she died about fifteen or twenty years ago. She was in her early fifties, I think. Oh, died. that's a bummer. That's too yeah. young. That's too yeah. young. Uh, so we do have to get to the chat pack soon, which I'm not sure if you know what that even means. But you're no, gonna, I don't f- know. I'll be scared. But before that, just questioning because I know you've got another passion in your life. How is the skiing going? And have you hurt yourself lately? I haven't hurt myself lately. Good. Because <laughs> I don't know how people do that without killing themselves. Yeah, it's it. Well, if you, if you follow my wife, there's a good chance you're going to get hurt. <laughs> so she's a, a speed demon. Oh, no fear with that yeah. one, huh? Yeah, she's good. Wow, impressive, impressive. I learned the pizza slice. Okay, that's all I got. Well, I've done it once. A couple more lessons. You get out of that, dude. I, I went straight from the bunny, and on my first time, I went to the. I want to say the blue, the blue. Okay. Oh, look at you not impressed. <laughs> it's okay. It's good. Now you got to go, gotta start somewhere. Oh, man. I was impressed with myself. But uh, I'll, I'll be on the black. Never. So <laughs> do you ever do the black diamond stuff? Always, yeah. You are out of your mind. I've been doing it. I'm skiing 53 seasons. Okay. So you've, you're vet. You're vet on that. So, But the blacks are like straight down. It's just no, madness. It depends where you're at. Some are worse. <laughs> so There's worse than the black? Oh, yeah. I thought yeah. black was like top of the top. Well, it depends where you talk about the Poconos. Uh, I am talking about, yeah, I think I am talking about the Poconos, okay. actually. It's like miniature golf. Oh, 
darn, my soul has been ripped from my body. It's a good place I, to start, though. Okay. That's where I started. Yeah, it's a good place to start. It's also where I ended, because this was like t- seven years ago. I started at Pine Hill. I was a senior in high school. Yeah. And I thought, I stood there, and you could see Philadelphia from the top of the hill. It's 200 feet high. That's the highest point in South Jersey. And I thought, wow, this is great. <laughs> so that I haven't left my house in like two years, so that sounds wonderful to me. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, now it's Trump's golf course. They changed it into a Trump golf course? Yeah. Yeah. Well, it was Pine Hill Country Club or something like that. You ever go course. to any of those? I know uh, I have a couple friends of mine recently who went to a uh, like an indoor place. You ever try that? Or no, but I had a friend that did it. They like it? He said it was okay. Okay. Yeah, I, I, it's up in North Jersey near the Isaac Center, right? Uh, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. It's not far. Yeah. Uh, but if I'm going to ski, if I'm going to do that, it feels like I, yeah. I got to do the real thing. You got to do the real thing. Yeah. You got to feel the, the, the wind in your face and the, the oh. view, the view from the top of a mountain is just remarkable. It is. The only thing that freaks me out is like, I am like, I'm a pro wrestler. Like I'm kind of, I'm like your wife where I just kind of, even if I don't have the skills, I act like I have the skills. The only thing that freaks me out is other people. Like, yeah. Isn't that like a big issue? It's it is. just running into other people. Yeah. Ever happened to you? Um, not in a while. So wow, not that I remember. Yeah, you're obviously a pro. I'm a big target. <laughs> I don't know about that, man. You look like you're doing all right, dude. So the chat pack. I have these questions that are completely unrelated to fo- photography. And basically, what you're going to do is you're going to pick out uh, one, maybe two, maybe three, but for now, just one. Uh, you can read it. I can read it. And uh, then you're going to answer it. So, picking from the top, I yeah. see. All right, here I go. <clears throat> oh, so I am. I don't know what your house is like, but I imagine you have some cool stuff in there, probably some cool photos. We have an old house. Oh, do you? Oh, oh then. Yeah, it was built in 1911. Oh, <clears throat> you're talking about over a century. Yeah. Uh, so, in this really old house, what do you think is the best conversation piece? Well, let me see. In August, my sons brought home a talking machine from 1909. Is that one of those things that they played during movies to make sound? It was a a record player, but it was called the talking machine. Um, Victrola, Victor, you crank it up, put the record, open up the doors, and it's where the volume comes from the doors. There's about 20 records that came with it. You can play just any vinyl on there, huh? The old ones, the thirty. What are they? Seventy eights. Uh, uh, crank it up. Okay. The the small ones are thirty uh, threes, right? These okay. The, the small ones are forty fives. Okay. Right. Right. Forty five. These are seventy. Yeah. Yeah. So you have to crank that bad boy up, yeah, they huh? Just brought it in August. They they found it somewhere at somebody's house and brought it. Up. That is cool. <laughs> records are coming back, or they've been coming well, back they, for a couple of years. Are, I mean, think a hundred and some year old records. What kind of music is on those things? Really. Interesting. (laughs) You probably don't jam out to it. My grandson loves playing with it. Oh, of course. Whenever he's there and there's somebody strange, he cranks it up. Oh, yeah. I used to have record players, and then I had kids. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, they they think it's a big old toy. They love seeing that thing spin, and then they love seeing it break. Yeah, so I got a lot of... Yeah, I have a lot of records, but uh, zero record players at the moment. Yeah. Yeah. So... Cool, I like that answer. You crank it all the way up, and then I'll play a full. Yeah. Uh, wow, that that is a cool conversation piece. All right, Jack Mazia, you got one more chat pack coming at you live. He's going right middle. from the middle. Oh, so risky, so risky. You've no doubt heard the expression 
they couldn't pay me enough to do that job. What job would that be for you? Some job that they couldn't pay you enough to do. Um, skydive. Oh, no. From the ski guy? Yeah, no. The guy who flies a million miles per hour down a hill? You won't skydive. Nope. Nope. Never. Nope. That's your fear? Do you have fear? You can't fear of heights? Or are you just... Not if my feet are on the ground. Oh, okay. So as long as your feet are on your ground, million yeah. miles per hour, go. But once you're up in the air, yeah. that's a problem. I can't see jumping out of a good airplane. Yeah. <laughs> so. My my wife, my, she, she wouldn't let me do it. There's yeah. no way. Because she's a smart one. Yeah, my Janet wanted to uh, hand glide off of Aspen Mountain. Now that is bonkers. No, okay, skydiving, you get the parachute, you're just going straight down. Hand gliding, it's like you're in control. I don't think so. Or that's the point. <laughs> a big kite. Yes, I mean, how much control she, can you have? We're, we're skiing there, and she goes, wow, that looks like fun. Let's do it. And I said, Janet, how could I tell your mother you died Jumping off a mountain. We have three teenage kids at home. This is, you know, 20 years ago, 30 years ago. So you didn't let her do no, it, huh? No, do it. So you're just like my wife, Lisa. There's a, there's in New Zealand, we were in our, our honeymoon. And ladies and gentlemen, if you ever get a chance to Google this, there is between two giant, uh, I guess I want to say mountains. They have these two mountains set up so that they're hooked up hundreds of feet apart from each other. You go to the top, you get hooked into this thing. And it's a swing between oh. mountains. You sit in this chair and they shove you off and you swing between mountains. And uh, I think that was maybe the first argument I ever got into with Miss Lisa on our honeymoon. I wanted to do that swing and uh, here yeah, I am. I don't need that thrill. You don't need that? No. You get all the thrill you need out mm -hmm. of skiing, I taking do. photographs and hanging out with an awesome wife, huh? Yes, I do. Bless your heart, man. Hey, before you get out of here, I know you got a lot of loved ones. Is there anyone you want to give a shout out to? Oh, my kids. Right on. My kids. <laughs> hey, guys. Nobody embarrass you. <laughs> you got one got cool one dad. I got interesting story about my great-grandfather, how he came to Hamilton. Oh. Did I tell you that before? No. I didn't tell you that one. No, this no. is good. He came from Sicily. His name was Rizat, Gaetano Rizat. That's my grandmother, my dad's mom's father. He was 16, and his brother was 18. His brother was engaged to a girl in Sicily, and the girl's family was coming to America. So it was his girlfriend, her mother, father, brothers. So my great-grandfather, who was 16, came with his 18-year-old brother. They came over on a boat. They were supposed to land in Boston. <laughs> well, they wound up going to Texas. They got on a boat that landed. Wrong turn? Who knows? I guess they didn't realize how large the country was back in it was 18... 1882. Wow. Wow. He was born in 1864. Yeah. No 1880 80 to 82, somewhere in there. Like, um, yeah, he was born in 1864. Because when we had our centennial, he was 102. He was still alive in Hamilton. Wow. So they landed in Texas, and then they wanted to go to Boston. So they got a covered wagon, and then they started walking from Texas to Boston. After a couple weeks on the road... My great-grandfather's brother was walking next to the wagon carrying his rifle. The rifle went off. His girlfriend was in the, in the, on the wagon and killed her. Her father and brothers shot him on the spot. And they buried the two of them together somewhere between Texas and Philadelphia. So my great-grandfather stayed with them because he knew no one. He couldn't speak English. 
until they got to Philadelphia. When he got to Philadelphia, he found out there were people from his area in Sicily or town working in, in the Winslow at the brickyard. He walked from Philadelphia to Winslow, and that's how we're in Hamilton. 1862, 1864, somewhere in there. So that's how long our family's been here. What? That story is absolutely bonkers. Yeah. Oh my God. You got to start with that story next time. <laughs> we are, we got to finish on that one. Oh my God. Yeah. So that's how long our family's been here. Yeah. Dude accidentally shot the girl and then they killed him, huh? Yeah. His fiance killed. So either something, gun went off. Ladies and gentlemen, Jack Mazio. <laughs> no, man, thank you so much. Thank you for uh, the photographs of my family that we are going to keep forever. We just That's love what they're them. they're for. Photographs are for the future. They're for to remember. Yeah. yeah, yeah. They're not for now. No. Do you know how much it means to me looking at my old photos and getting to show my kids? Got one little ditty for you. Oh, you got a ditty. I got a ditty. Drop that ditty. I, I learned this when I was teaching, you know, for Stockton. I had to look up information. Now... Photography started um, 1827, 28, something like that. Uh, Daguerre started it in France, made the first photograph. So between 1827 and the next 150 years, which would be like, um, <clears throat> what's that, 1970 something in there, 150 years plus, all the photographs that were taken in that amount of time from the first one for 150 years mm -hmm. combined in the whole world, how long do you think it would take to accumulate the same amount of photographs in 2020? Uh, do you mean just Com combined the all people of the world versus everybody, the people? Everybody that did photographs in the whole world for 150 years. Okay. I'm, okay. I'm, I'm just going to say like a, a week with how, the amount of photos people take nowadays. Okay. Two minutes. <laughs> Equivalent. Whoa. That's how many photographs are taken now because everybody has their phones. Whoa. Everybody, uses, everybody takes hundreds and thousands of pictures. So more photos are taken in, in two, two minutes, minutes than in 150 years. years yeah. That's a beautiful fun fact. Yeah. That is an excellent fun, fun fact. I have the exact numbers somewhere but i lost that in my head. So. It's all good. You've already yeah. blown my mind. That was a good. Yeah. Now that's a good one to end on. Two minutes. Wow. So that's, that's how come, you know, cameras are getting obsolete. Yeah. Oh. So everybody has a, a phone. They use a phone. And, yeah, and, but if you, you know, want good. Are, they, they're good enough. You know, they get an image, and it's not really good. Well, the thing it, is, too, they can always, like, uh, what's it, Photoshop it up and yeah, do whatever. Still, you can only do so much. Right, right. It takes a pro. It takes a pro, right. and, and I'm talking to one right now. Ladies and gentlemen, please give it up for my friend, Jack Mazio. <laughs>